You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are finally back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. Uh, We're trying to get back to the everyday part. We only did one. One and a half, because we have something that's going to run tomorrow. But nonetheless, I'm still battling my demons. We're getting back to it, though. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Wool, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Again, thank you for your patience. Uh, we're going to try to do five this week. We're really going to try. But uh, what we're going to do to make things a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more easy, and certainly... Uh, like episodes like Tuesday's episode will be a little bit different because we're bringing on Anthony Trish from Pro Football Focus um, to kind of talk overarching conference as well as Michigan projections and things of that nature. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a series which should last us the next, you know, two weeks, two and a half weeks or so where we're going to Go position by position for the football team. I think that that's a good way to kind of get us back in the swing of things. And we're just going to spend uh, spend a little while talking about where each position group is and what it means for the success of the team, what it means for uh, where it stands as far as overarching, all of that kind of stuff. So today we're going to start off with the obvious position and and. Uh, that's going to be quarterback. I'm not really 100% sure how well it's going to go in the sense of really we've only got a couple guys. So we'll spend one segment talking about the pros and cons of Cade McNamara. Segment two talking about the pros and cons of J.J. McCarthy. And then we'll talk about the other just general group after that. So I think that that'll be how we handle this. So let's go ahead and start. Let's talk about Cade McNamara because he is the nominal starter. He is the one who uh, we got to see in spring. He's the one who uh, led Michigan to a Big Ten championship, beat Ohio State, all of that stuff. Now, the thing is about Cade McNamara is he he isn't necessarily going to be your flashiest option, right? He's... He's not quite a minivan as some people might make him out to be, but I mean he's a he's a dependable SUV, right? Maybe not as cool as murder bus. If I'm bringing that one old that back, which was what I called my car when I got it, my Dodge Durango, but uh, he certainly is. Uh, he he's not necessarily a Corvette or Maserati or anything of that nature. He's a Ford Explorer, right? He's mostly dependable, but he can go pretty fast if you need him to, right? Ford Explorers, they make those into cop cars now, so uh, it all kind of makes sense in that sense. But uh, Cade McNamara, we've seen him have games where he's thrown all over the place. Granted, it was in a loss against Michigan State, uh, but uh, we've also seen him miss, like in the Rutgers game. We've seen games where he wasn't really utilized that much, like the Washington game. And then we saw games like the Ohio State game where it was mostly the run game, but he came in and made accurate throws and timely throws, save for his interception. But you had the interception. You just got to remember you also had the Cornelius Johnson uh, throw where he 
dove at the goal, goal line and got it. And that was a well-placed ball. I know there's going to be a lot of people say that wasn't a well-placed ball because everyone always wants to see it where, you know, it's perfect, literally perfect. There's zero quarterbacks that do that in the world where it's just consistently 100% perfect, right? Go watch Tom Brady. You'll see a lot of errant throws. He's the greatest of all time. Uh, but, I mean, that was a connection that we hadn't really seen him make uh, in the early season. So he can do some things, but obviously he hasn't, he hasn't necessarily exude elite. He's kind of, it, it's kind of a similar situation as to Georgia several years ago when they had Jake Fromm and Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields was only around the one year, obviously, went to Ohio State, and that wasn't good for anyone up here. But it's, you know what you're going to get from Cade. He's generally not going to turn the ball over a lot. We have seen him do it. He did it from time to time. But uh, no one's going to be perfect, right? But he isn't necessarily the guy, at least from what we have seen so far, that is just going to be, you know, slinging it around all over the place. Now, I do want to remind you, because I'm sure a lot of people forgot, that he has the Nevada State record for passing yards. And I know a lot of people say, well, it's Nevada. Keeping in mind that one of the powerhouse high schools in the country that produced two D1 quarterbacks, granted one kind of washed out, it's Bishop Gorman High School, Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas has some pretty high-profile high schools, and that one's the creme de la creme. Obviously, it produced Tate Martell and UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson, whose mom, Melva, I will give a shout-out to. She's a Michigan alum. Uh, but uh, it, he has the record in that state. He can sling it if you really need him to. It's just the thing is, Michigan hasn't really wanted to play that style of pass first. Now, obviously, this year, you would think that that might change a little bit because you have a, just an insane wealth of wide receivers. And I do think that th that'll probably be the case. Um, certainly, Cade isn't getting hated on in the same way that, like, say, Shea Patterson did, which I still find completely unreasonable. Uh, but at the same time, I think that I think fans are a little bit more split on Cade. Of course, everyone wants to see JJ. Uh, but Cade has a mastery of the playbook. He is a bona fide leader. He is one of the guys that his leadership is a big reason why Michigan was able to win the Big Ten last year. You have to keep that in mind. The fact that he's cool, calm, and collected. I mean, everyone was a big fan of Cade McNamara when Joe Milton got benched against Rutgers in 2020. And he came and led the Wolverines back. Now, when you have J.J. McCarthy on the bench, suddenly people aren't nearly as excited. But if you didn't have him, if it was, say, you just remove him from that equation and you have, you know, Alex, uh, Alan Bowman, Alex Orgy, Davis Warren, Jaden Denegal, people would be a lot happier. But uh, I think the thing that makes it so he has like a, a kind of an unfair shake was I remember talking on these airwaves. Last year, in the early season, throughout like half the season of people saying, he is not going to beat Ohio State. He, he can't beat Ohio State. And he did. Was it all him? No, but it's a team sport. It's usually not going to be just the quarterback, right? 
C.J. Stroud, for instance, had a pretty good game against Michigan last year. Did Ohio State win? No. Shea Patterson, a couple years ago, had a really pretty good game against Ohio State in 2019. Uh, Would have had a lot more yards than his 300-some if uh, there wasn't that 10 uh, straight play. I think it was eight straight plays with drops. Uh, Things would have been a little bit different, right? So it's no, it's it's the most important position on the field, but it's not always going to solve all your ills, you know. Uh, and I think that uh, that Cade has the leadership, the smarts. Remember, a lot of the the most important stuff usually for a quarterback is actually pre pre snap reads. That's probably the most important thing. Being able to make throws obviously is the one B to the one A there, but if you don't aren't able to make pre-snap reads, read a defense, you're going to find yourself in a very disadvantageous position. You're not going to be able to get out of it just by utilizing your athleticism. Uh, Cade can and does do that. Uh, We talked about that after week one last year, uh, just the difference between Cade and JJ. JJ made a wow play with his first career touchdown, but the whole reason why he was scrambling was because he didn't have that ability to look at the defense and say, all right, we need to make adjustments here. We need to do this and that, right? So uh, Cade certainly has that capability. He is going to be a dependable guy. I'm sure he has another gear that we haven't seen yet, but you you look at him as being like a very good Big Ten quarterback. Maybe not, certainly not elite like C.J. Stroud is considered to be, um, certainly not in the Aiden O'Connell form. But somewhere, somewhere there in the upper third, you know. But Michigan does have a guy that can be elite, and we are going to get to him momentarily. For once, I'm actually going to read a little bit or something, uh, just so I I can get it all right. But I just had this built bar birthday cake puff bar. They sent it to me. I just had my first one. They're incredible. Now imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and. Lord knows every now and again, I actually make frosting and just eat it because I love frosting and that's a true story. But then you open your eyes and realize it was just 150 calories and 16 grams of protein that I don't, I don't get to have that. That is what it's like to eat birthday cake puff from built. I just received my birthday cake puffs. I've never had anything like it before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow. So get, go get them today at built.com. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate. It's real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Bilt's Birthday Cake Puffs. Bilt has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. It will tell you that I did want to eat two, but because I wanted to start this podcast, I didn't. I will certainly have a second one before the day is done, if not two more, because I'm glutton when it comes to these built bar type scenarios. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. They're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com, get the birthday cake puffs today. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so we are back and doing it. It's crazy. Super crazy. <laughs> Let's continue our quarterback discussion here. Uh, so, obviously, the, the fan favorite is J.J. McCarthy. The, the, con, the big con is obviously he's coming off of a spring in which he didn't really throw. So, uh, but the good news is, is he's been able to absorb a lot of information. Like, we've heard a lot of different uh, accounts about how McCarthy has... Uh, he was still out there doing footwork, still out there making reads. Uh, the playbook, when we consider the fact that it's probably not going to have changed from last year, maybe they'll have added some things or honed some things in. Uh, McCarthy is, already knows it. He's doing better with it you know, and you know, is starting to know how to read a defense and all of that kind of stuff. We saw him come in last year and make some wild plays throughout. He's obviously got the big arm. He's got the five-star skill. He's got everything you want. So, uh, with that in mind, he's going to have to earn it. And Cade McNamara certainly is not going to just relent. You know, he's going to continue to try to make it a situation where he retains the starting job. This is exactly kind of what you want, right? Uh, a fret, like a y- young upstart pushing the Wiley veteran, and they both have a lot of talent. I think this is a big reason why Cade was so good by the end of last year. And also why Cade was pretty good at the end of 2020 because he was trying to get himself in a position where he could start. Now he's got there, he's gotten there, and now it's a matter of can J.J. usurp him the way that Cade ended up usurping Joe Milton. And, I mean, we'll find out. We'll know a lot in uh, when it comes to fall camp. Uh, I still think that Cade will probably retain the job, but certainly J.J., now that he's got a year under his belt, I mean, he's been around for almost two years, essentially. He's been around for a year and a half because he's been early enrollee last year. So, you you know, he's kind of a veteran in his own right. And uh, I think that the fact that he can make these big throws, the fact that he can hit guys in stride, I mean, that could be that dynamic element that Michigan has been missing. I think that Cade has been very, very good. Um, he's not necessarily hitting guys in stride, which again, that's not necessarily something that's going to happen with every even good quarterback. Uh, but if you have a guy that can go out there and really sling it, and I think with this wide receiver group, maybe that's what you need. Um, then certainly, uh, JJ McCarthy could end up being the guy to really take Michigan to that next level, especially when you consider that Michigan. Uh, it's defense. We don't know exactly what the defense is going to be. Uh, I have the feeling that it's going to be pretty good. It looked really good in the spring game. Uh, but at the same time, you don't have, as you'll hear from Anthony Trish tomorrow, you don't have a couple, you know, a lot of ringers. You have some guys that you think are probably going to be really good. Well, the one that's proven up front is Mozzie Smith. You expect him to take that big step forward. But we've got a lot of question marks on defense, right? So... With that in mind, 
you're going to need that offense to really take off. And of course, Michigan's got the running game as well. I think that that's a uh, that's a big a big thing that can help the quarterback. I still think that as much as I think the passing will increase, I still think that they're going to rely very heavily on the run. Um, I don't think it's going to be quite the Ohio State ratio, but it certainly could be, and especially if it's J.J. McCarthy is that guy. Year two guy. This is. I'm not saying that this is when quarterbacks tend to sh- start to shine, but this is, right? You, generally, freshmen aren't, they aren't the world beaters. When, when did Trevor Lawrence start to come on? I mean, he got to start in his freshman year, but he really came on in his second year. When did uh, Tuatago Vailoa start to come on? Yeah, he played in the national championship game in overtime as a true freshman, but he really came on in his, uh, in his second year. That's when these guys tend to really take that big step forward. So I'm really curious to see what J.J. McCarthy does. Uh, We won't really know until fall camp starts, so we've still got a couple months yet. But I think that that's going to be a really interesting thing. It's a really interesting dynamic, and Michigan's going to be a lot better for it, honestly. Uh, We'll obviously see both of the aforementioned play, probably. I mean, if J.J. wins the job, it's hard to take him off the field, but... I think that you'll still have the dual quarterback system unless Cade regresses. But uh, we'll see. If someone win, if JJ comes in, fall camp, wins the job outright, all bets are off. All right, we've got a couple more minutes left. We're going to keep this one short and sweet just because it's our first one back in a week. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll touch on the rest here momentarily. But before we do... Uh, listen, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, we got a couple more minutes here, so let's uh, let's finish out just talking about the the rest of the field because obviously, uh, if everything goes to plan, and certainly when you've got the three non-conference games that Michigan starts off with in uh, Colorado State and Hawaii, and I keep on for oh, UConn's the other one. I keep on forgetting. Uh, you expect, you hope that you have a situation where you've got uh, you're going to see quarterback number three come in, right? Um, I mean, that would be the hope, uh, that you're in that situation where you're relying very heavily on the backup to the backup. It's like the assistant to the regional manager. Uh, but, uh, there's several candidates, right? Um, obviously Davis Warren really showed out in the spring game. I'm still not sleeping on Alan Bowman. I know that he had kind of hasn't turned into what, we anticipated, I mean, he was my projection to be the day one starter last year. Didn't go that way. Uh, the fact that he's got several years of being able to really just sling it at Texas Tech. I mean, he also looked good in the spring game. and uh, But yet we we haven't really seen him. Like he, the first time we really got a really good look at him against Wisconsin last year, he made a pick or threw a pick. So that's not ideal, you know. Um, so I think those two will, will be in battle obviously for the nominal third spot but i think just as intriguing is 
is Alex Orgy. Now, we didn't end up seeing Dan Valari, who transferred out uh, very much in that Taysom Hill role like Jim Harbaugh kind of previewed uh, around this time last year. So I don't know how much Alex Orgy will get utilized, but, I mean, a linebacker-sized running-type quarterback certainly adds another dimension. Now, keeping in mind, we didn't really talk about J.J. McCarthy's legs because he can also use those, obviously. Um, but uh, having having guys that can run as well as pass, I mean, that just opens up all kinds of options. And we've seen Jim Harbaugh utilize that and Colin Kaepernick before. Um, and But then we didn't really see it it really passed that when he's come to Michigan really hasn't been the case, right? Shea Patterson used it for a couple of games in that, uh, the 2018 gauntlet. And then we didn't really see it again from him period. And I mean, I think that was probably in the plans, but he, cause he did it on the first play in 2019 and got himself injured. But I think that it's a situation where we'll find, I mean, we'll, we'll find out if Alex Orgy can crack the field relatively early I think he is certainly going to be a red shirt, as will Jaden Denegal. But wouldn't surprise me if the, you know they play him more, just because, uh, because Jim Harbaugh, for some reason, with a lot of quarterbacks, doesn't red shirt them all the time. Um, obviously, you need to retain some guys, especially because you're hinging very heavily on the 2023 battle uh, and trying to get Dante Moore and then CJ Carr in 2024. And right now, neither of those are going great. Right. So got to be able to save some of these guys if you can keep them. That, that's a big if as well. But uh, if I was to put my my bet on it, I would say I think I wouldn't be surprised if Davis Warren ended up surpassing Alan Bowman, even though Alan Bowman is still the most experienced quarterback on the roster. Um, I, I remember talking to a former Michigan coach uh, last year when Alan Bowman committed and they said that he he. There was a lot to like, but some mechanical issues that they were trying to correct, which was kind of the moment, if you remember back to last summer-ish, and I kind of flipped from saying Alan Bowman was going to be your day one starter to saying, like, eh, maybe not. That's why. So we'll see is basically the long and short of it there. Um, But uh, all in all, I think the, the positions and the best uh, situation that it's been in in a very long time, uh, considering 2020, you know, Milton's a little banged up. Things aren't going well. You got Cade McNamara. He gets hurt. You have to go back to Joe Milton, who's banged up. You got no one else back there. Um, and uh, you think about, uh, you know, even 2019, uh, y- yeah, you had both uh, Shea and Dylan McCaffrey and you add Cade as well, but I mean, it just it doesn't inspire the confidence. Like, you you know that Cade can beat Ohio State because he's done it. You have a pretty good feeling that J.J. McCarthy could do it. And then you've got some other guys that maybe you're not sure that they can do it, but you don't feel like it's as dire of a situation as, say, 2017, when you lose both Wilton Spate and Brandon Peters and... You know, John O'Corn had been, it seemed kind of broken at that point. You know, he, he the Purdue game was behind him and things weren't going that well for him at, at that point. So mentally, it just seemed like it was an uphill battle. I love John. Um, That's not to disparage him, but, you know, you take the context of the season. You know, maybe if it's a new season, it starts over. It's a little bit different. 
But in that uh, in that moment, he had already been benched for Brandon Peters. It's it's hard to come in suddenly and and beat the toughest team on the schedule. So with that in mind, I, I, you feel like Michigan's got a much better situation than it did then. Uh, from top to bottom, I mean, I think that the floor is just so much higher, and they have a higher ceiling. So that it's a good news situation for the quarterbacks. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, we're going to talk about the running backs probably, or just think we're just going to go right down the line. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver, offensive line, tight ends, um, and then move over to the defensive side of the ball, and we'll go all the way through that, and then we'll just hit special teams for one episode as well. Uh, but those will be interspersed because, like I said, we have Anthony Cherish coming on tomorrow's episode. Uh, it's already in the can, so you'll get that tomorrow. But anyway, thank you for watching and or listening. We will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.